You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. Welcome back to Esoterics Podcast. This is Joe, and I'm Pure Elise. How are you doing today, Joe? I am doing good. I'm really doing good. Um, what's going on this week? How has the house renovations been going for you? It's um, Im- greatly improved. Um, we got <gasps> our floors, we got doors, um, got most of our paint done. Yeah, it's um, it's coming along. So nice. Um, if you guys are following um, her house renovation on Franco Abode on, on Instagram. Instagram, you'll see those floors. They're yeah. beautiful. So pretty. And also check out her mid-century fireplace. I'm just like drooling over it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool stuff. I'm trying to find other ways to like honor the original style. So we'll see. I'm, I'm planning on doing most of that with decor. But what are you going to throw up on that on on the wood the mantle oh on the I mean, mantle it's not really mantle uh, yeah a, is it a mantle it is a mantle yeah uh probably a starburst clock like because <gasps> yes. that's i feel like it's made for that <laughs> thank you right that's like super 60s yeah yeah and uh as far as fashion is concerned i love the 60s for human yeah. rights civil rights not so much no no oh yeah see right now you're now we're getting into um leave my vagina my uterus and my vagina oh my god yeah i don't know i don't know about this world man and i'm like hearing everyone talk about it and obviously we should be fucking concerned but some of the arguments that people make i'm like Mm, okay so Mm -hmm. like uh, i've seen a few people were like well it started with mass mandates and vaccine mandates and look at we are now and it's like first of all people have been trying conservatives have been trying to get rid of abortion so well before the coronavirus was a thing so first of all and Mm -hmm. how do you equate the fact that like there are there were mass mandates and there are vaccine whatever mandates it's because people can't be trusted to do the right thing right Right. that's the only reason why if everyone just like did it and was like yeah no big deal let's just like like we got our polio vaccine and no one gave a shit uh you know we we wouldn't need those and the only reason why people who can get pregnant need abortions is because males or people who carry sperm cannot be trusted to do the right thing with their sperm or to control their sperm. I mean, if they're going to regulate my ability or mandate my ability to, you know, have children, then men need to be brought in on that, right? They need to be held accountable for their sperm. They need Mm -hmm. to be made uh, held accountable to pay child support. I mean, they, they, it's like with sending girls home that are quote unquote dressed, Uh you know, provocatively or whatever. Why is it, why does it fall on the woman? Which is, that's the bullshit. And it's not going to stop there. It's going to go move into 
into gay marriage. It's going to move into civil rights. Um, I mean, it's going, if they, if they start here and they get away with it, it's going, they're going to continue to take us back to the forties, the fifties, the thirties, whatever. So I'm just saying that I am not, I'm not that person who protests. I'm like, I'm not going to go down there and get thrown in jail or, or shot or killed or, but I tell you what, I'll be down there front row if, if, if the, if it calls for it, because Mm -hmm. this, I am not having it. I have no plans to have a baby. I don't want to have a baby, but don't tell me that I can't have the ability to reg to decide whether or not I have a baby. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what to fucking do. Yeah. No, it's such bullshit. (laughs) And really, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I think there should be. I think there should be a, definitely a punishment for a man who, yep. you know, uh, finds out the a girl he slept with is pregnant and just decides he to impregnated just, a woman. Yeah, and and statistically, men can produce way more children than a woman yep. ever could. A, a woman can't have more than one baby a year. I mean, unless no. she's like you know pregnant with twins or multiples, whatever. But you can't be pregnant multiple times. A man could impregnate a woman every single day of the year. Like, yeah. I, I don't get how. And a pregnancy, a pregnancy can't happen without the man. Yeah. And so, I mean, how is this a woman's thing? Why is Why this is it on only the women? Fall, yeah, they... yeah. Yes. So, and know. so it's just insane. It, there's a RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg meme, and it's simply her saying, fight back. Yeah. So, you know, or fight back, damn it, I think. So, you know, you know just- I, I have hope in, in humanity still. And I have a lot of hope for younger generation. And I think that sometimes these are the things that need to happen because people, absolutely, because people need to pay more attention. We can't just be laissez faire about whoever gets elected, not be involved, and then, you know, bitch and moan about like what's wrong with with our government and what's wrong with all these people when we enabled that process to get there we're enabled our you know because of our being apathetic so well and it's my understanding that what they're doing is they're sending it back to the states and they're saying states are able to make their own decisions so then that leaves it to the voters right fine then you voters us voters we need to make sure that we're electing officials that are not going to infringe upon Mm -hmm. um, these sort of rights and stuff i think we're Um, fine on the west coast for shit like that i think i mean yeah because yeah pretty progressive and liberal but yeah but uh you know it's gonna be like those southern states and places like that where people are still like ass backwards and shit and yeah in the midwestern northern states like montana and yeah because it's like those places it's like 10 cows per per one person (laughs) it's ridiculous you know and then the other thing um that i was thinking of is just that um you know at some point like you said like certain things have to happen to bring it to people's attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember the pink hat march, mm-hmm. right? The million, yeah. I mean, women, I think are the most productive when it comes to, um, you know, um, advocating for themselves. Yeah. And I think that we all show up, um, you know, and we don't have to storm the Capitol to do that. You know, we'll just, you know, yeah, okay. But it's funny that you just said all that. Cause I kept thinking of what we've been talking about this year, like, um, energetically is about coming yeah. into the feminine, right? 
Yeah, divine about, feminine. Yeah, the divine it's, feminine and shedding is, the patriarchy. So yep, it's almost going like, to be the women. This is almost exactly what needs to happen for what? Yeah. For women to get yeah. together to put, yep. you know, put our bullshit aside that we may have mm-hmm. and work together as yep. as the superior gender. I don't know. Yes, we are. We are the creators of a life. We have the ability to create life. Yeah. Yes, it has to be seeded by, you know, um, the semen, the semen seeds, but yeah. we then nurture and bring that to life. And that's beautiful. We do all the we fucking hard work. Time. God damn it. We do all the hard so work. So we can continue here's, to do the hard work. I here's get it something well. else. This is purely those fucking assholes putting their religion on me, on my body, the conservatives, Christians, Catholics, all of those people who are like, God says it's wrong and it's wrong to kill babies. Like all that. Didn't bullshit, they like right? kill a bunch of people in the Bible? Didn't somebody kill his son? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm just going to agree with you. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was like, I, again, like, I think we need a third, like Bible scholar person get Mike. Show. I know get Mike I don't he's not here but yeah Mike would know but anyway I know there's a guy in the Bible who was ordered by God to go kill his son so I mean I'm just saying like he was already born like that's a person that's not a clump of cells and God told him to do it so that's pretty fucked up I don't think it's that fucking- God's against abortion actually but this is all based in religion. This is all based in some asshole, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who believes that it's wrong yeah. and that, that we shouldn't be able to do it, which is f- based in their religion. Because my religion, spirituality, tells me free will, right? Yeah. Women yeah. get to make their own choices. So there's so much going on right now. And I really hope that people step up because. Um, I don't trust. Listen, I'm a Democrat, but I think the Democrats are worthless. Right. There's not fucking there's no action right now. Like, and that's why that's why Bernie Sanders as a socialist, as a Democratic socialist, was a a big shift to change because we're like the way that Democrats are acting right now. It's more of the same shit of the status quo of same tail between your legs like, you know. They don't fight back. They don't. And, you know, I'd like to see a little bit, a little bit of dirty coming from the Dems because Republicans are disgusting with their lies and the stuff that they it's insane. I can't even watch. I can't I can't even watch MSNBC anymore. Like I watch Ari Melber and um, Rachel Maddow. Yeah, I don't. don't And Lawrence. Lawrence O'Donnell, because he's catty. He's Lawrence (laughs) O'Donnell is is he's he's petty and catty and i love it it cracks me up but i can't watch it these days i'm just like dude i can't do this. i this yeah i listen to um uh what is it called pod um uh what a day um and that's like 20 minutes worth of news and that's it that's like as much as i can oh, i've heard of that before yeah that's as much yeah. as i can do i can do 20 minutes yeah. just till i'm not like a fucking ignorant american but yeah um yeah it has to be within within a certain thing and but i wanted to get back to something we were talking about just now um about religion right so it's but it's not even like 
just their religion. It's literally their interpretation of of a religion and a sub a subsequent actually interpretation. Like this is going back to what we talked about um, a couple weeks ago about Mary Magdalene. I was thinking about that passage where where they ask her to explain sin, or or they're actually asking her to channel basically the message from God or from Jesus um, of what is sin. And so when she talks about that and she says like that, he says like sin isn't sin is is you like like you you judge you perceive you you perceive yeah you perceive the sin uh the sin only exists because you perceive it as such um right and and so that it's all and basically going back to like free will um okay so that was my first point but the second point was about that mary the gospel of mary magdalene has actually been was recirculated like from the time that it was written, like for several hundreds year, hundreds of years. And then it was like someone shut it down because there's like little bits and pieces of it that show up in like the gospel of Thomas and like somebody else's gospel. So mm-hmm. there's like parts of the things that she's taught. But if you think about it, how disruptive would it have been to organize religion as we had it today if everyone came to accept that? Like there's no such thing as like sin that you're not all born like automatically born into sin and that you don't have like this heaven and hell thing and there's not this like <laughs> it would be extremely disruptive and it would take away the ability to control mm-hmm. control their followers their p- flock their you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also it would do away with any sort of you know um, like political self, special interest groups. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know a lot of people I saw um, on Facebook were like, you know, b- going back to I knew this was going to happen in 2016. I knew it when he you know stacked the courts yeah. and it was just all bashing Trump. Listen, I will bash that crap turd forever. I hate that guy, but. This has nothing to do with Trump. He's stupid. He was too busy. He's still worried about Hillary's emails. Uh, yeah. yeah he, this is McConnell. This yep, is yeah. the billionaires. Mm-hmm. This is the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. This is the this Heritage is Foundation. Money. The Heritage Foundation. They're like a huge like organization that all they do is they pump a bunch of money into conservatives and into getting conservatives elected like that's like some Illuminati shady ass shit going on right there. Yes, for sure. That's what this is. This has nothing to do with that idiot, but no, he you was know, a people... moron who's just out there being, yeah, he wasn't doing shit. Like... He's, uh, what do they call it? The Manchurian candidate. Exactly. Only, he's, only he blew up in their face because he's also stupid and, and, and egotistical and narcissistic and, and yeah. stupid. So, um, yeah, I'd like to blame him for all of the world's woes, but for this one, I can't, this has, no, no, this is, this is McConnell and, um, deeper, dark Washington. So Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, all right. Well, that that's a lighthearted um, welcome to everybody. Yeah, welcome to freaking what is it? A Handmaid's Tale. Uh, yeah. The beginnings of the Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Gilead. Welcome to Gilead, welcome. everybody. Welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have any announcements? Oh, um, yeah. I still have my shadow work classes up. They're still on my website. You can go on there. Links in the notes. Uh, I feel like that um, money. Um, the money mindset course, yeah. um, the 103, I'm sorry, the 102. Um, and it's 
it's funny because I was listening to an episode of Hidden Brain and they were talking about they were talking to an author who's a psychologist about money mindset. I believe he has the book is called like um, Mind Over Money, I believe it's called. And he was talking about a lot of things that I go through in the course. The beginning was essentially like the uh, myths, the money myths that we all like believe um and the psychological treatments that he like goes through with his clients and stuff and I was like well I do that online so it's cheaper (laughs) (laughs) so I just thought it was cool that it was like this total like you know definitely like science general population information that is like it's there and it's awesome it exists but like that you know, kind of doing it from a little bit of a woo perspective. Um, but it doesn't matter how you get there, like as long as you get there. Uh-uh. So no. And and I think even like Jack Canfield who talks about, you know, mindset and I am and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, and then I, there's a book I call uh, that I read and I recommend to my clients, um, called, um, wealth or money or mindset. I, I don't know what it's called, yes. but the authors are like Brad and Ted Klontz and they're non woo, but there's, whenever anybody talks about money mindset, there's always the woo elements in there Mm -hmm. and you can pick them out. So it is, it is very cool. And it is about money is energy and it's, it either flows or it doesn't. And um, you know, you just have to give it an avenue through which to flow. So yay. Good. People should check out your course. I'm glad it's still up there. Yeah. So how about you? What are you at? Um, well, I have kind of a fun announcement. Um, I have been trying to, or been wanting to get back to doing in-person readings um, since I moved. Obviously, um, it was a little challenging in Portland um, during COVID. Um, But I will finally be available for in-person readings here in Portland at a really cool store um, called Psychic Sister. Mm -hmm. It is in the Alberta Arts District on Alberta. And I will be there um, for three dates. Um, We're going to just check it out, see how it goes. Um, Sunday, May 15th, Saturday, May 21st, and then Sunday, June 12th um, from 12.30 to 5.30, I believe. Um, And um, you have to book with a QR code. um, And that way your appointment is already set and you just show up, get your reading and go. So I'm going to be offering 30 minute appointments um, um, for a really good price. And so I will post all of that on, um, oh gosh, in the group and in the timeline, on the gram, um, all of that. Um, I'm also going to be doing in-person readings when we go after the retreat. Um, I'm going to spend a week home reconnecting with people and I'm going to be doing, I'm excited. I'm so excited to just reconnect with you know, my people, because it's been two years um, that I, since I've been home. So it's going to be nice just to feel that familiarity again, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Um, But I'm offering readings Wednesday, um, six, one, Wednesday, Uh June 1st, and then Tuesday, or maybe it's, yeah, Thursday, sorry, June 2nd, um, in four hour shifts. And, um, those will be in person. So for my Lansing people, I will be there and I will give you an opportunity or the um, ability to book, pre-book those. So just Hmm. check, check, keep an eye on the socials. So that's what's going on with me. Very good. Very cool. Well, lastly, we can't do without talking about 
our retreat. So just a few more weeks until we fly east and take in the amazing vibes of the Michigan coast. We're going to learn to use heart energy for intention setting and manifestation. We'll talk about how to connect with your higher self and how to better work with your spirit guides. And we'll also use tarot and oracle to validate any messages that come through. Yeah. And for Elise. Yeah. And Fiorelli's will be guiding us through some really amazing healing sessions. We're gonna, she's gonna take us through breathwork and Reiki and um, integration circles, you know, to help us anchor in the energy and the lessons of the weekend. Um, and then we're also gonna hang out with our friend um, and mixed media artist and teacher Cassie of Cassie's Parlor for a bomb creative session um, workshop to help us build our creative confidence um, because creativity and inspiration are sort of the foundation of intuitive development. So they go hand in hand and we're going to come away with a really cool um, project. I'm not going to tell you what it is, even though I know what it is, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure she wants it to be a surprise. Okay, it'll be a surprise. Uh, And if you still haven't decided to join us, there is still time. Uh, For all the details, you can visit our website at esotericspodcast.com slash events. Yeah. Okay, my friend. I'm excited. What are we going to talk about this? What are we going to learn about this week? All right. So today we're going to talk about astrology and the physical body and appearance. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So I've been hearing a lot about medical astrology lately and so far, it's very complicated and it'll take a really long time to learn. And also, you, okay, the thing with medical astrology is that it's cool like to learn about and to like look into like where things are in your chart. But do you want to know like everyone's like not really because you can't give out medical information. You shouldn't be giving out medical information, right? If you're not a doctor. So it's kind of a murky thing, right? Like you can kind of, yeah. So it's murky, like medical intuitives are. Yeah. Yeah. So you got just got to be careful about it. Where it comes from was like, it was an old practice that it was around before medicines and stuff before we had actual doctors. Uh, People use the stars and stuff to like, figure out now what was going on with people um so is it really that useful today like i'm i'm sure it is but do we need to like go there i mean we have (laughs) x-rays and like we have modern medicine so i i think it's still fun like it's fun to know about some of the stuff um it's interesting too yeah i mean it's interesting it's interesting so Mm What I wanted to go into was like something a little bit more lighthearted. So I want to talk about like the physical aspects of every sign. And so like it'll help you like recognize people. So I I like that. Ah. I like that idea because like I um, I at one point like was really interested in palmistry. And I just thought that that was a really cool thing that you could just like pick up someone's hand and read them like I just thought that that was a cool thing but how like even cooler would it be to just look at someone and be like oh yeah that's a cancer like <laughs> right yeah exactly I mean you know you can tell um if somebody's super moody you know their chances are they're going to be a cancer but yes um so I'm going to talk about how so every sign Every zodiac sign is ruled by a planet, and then that planet is a ruler of certain body parts. So we're going to talk about that. But in here, too, I'm also going to mention that sometimes, like, if there's a difficult 
planet, like so if um, a difficult planet is stationed in a certain house, like the sixth house is your uh, house of health, for example. Um, but then I was like, okay, well, what are difficult planets? So just I'm going to preface this so that you come in informed so you're not lost. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So benefic planets, so the good planets, and then there's malefic planets, so the not so good planets. So <laughs> the good ones are Jupiter because they support your good practices and Venus because it supports how you interact with, with others in your interpersonal relationships. And then the malefic planets are Mars and Saturn. So Mars... I, I knew it's going to oh, be Saturn. Oh yeah, well, and also Mars because Mars is like angry fire, like, you know, right. let's <laughs> go to war. Yeah. I want to kill you. Yeah. yeah. So Mars represents tension and like the downside of anything positive happening in your life, which that's kind of a bummer. Uh, mm -hmm. And Saturn is the baggage you carry. So it's like your karma, right? <sighs> that's, your, that's your karma planet, basically. Okay. So just... Oh. And then obviously the, there's aspects too, which I don't want to get too far into that. But basically the ones you want to look out for, like the not fun aspects, are a square aspect. So that's when there's like 90 degrees of separation between a planet or horoscope points. And then there's the opposition aspects. And that just means like it's literally on the opposite side of it. 180 degrees, right? So just on the opposite side of the circle. So why is 90 degrees a bad thing? It's just, it's called a square. So the reason why it does it is because of the way that they're like pushing on each other. So, ah, yeah. Okay. I see. And they okay, create yep. like blockages, like literally like a square is a block, right? So it, yep. yeah. So it can indicate blockages or obstacles in that area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sacred geometry. I, I mean, <laughs> everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Yep. Okay. So. There's like some like real general things about people that, that when it comes to like describing them. So, okay, before I get into that, you can uh, in embody these traits based off of your sun sign, but your ascendant or your rising sign, because that's like technically like the face that you wear the or the mask that you wear, like how people see you, your ascendant is actually technically more indicative of your physical appearance, but it can be both. Yeah. Oh. Especially if you're like a double, like if you're like um like a Sagittarius sun and a Sagittarius uh, rising or ascendant, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. like you're like a very uh stereotypical Sagittarius in your appearance. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm a Libra rising, so I'm excited to hear what what it has to Well, I could tell you just cuz I know like the Libra the Libra aspects, but uh, or the physical features, but like one of the things is like dimples. Like, Le oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's you can't, you, you guys can't see me. But I'm smiling. <laughs> she's smiling and she's showing her dimples. Yeah. It's, that's mm -hmm. one of the things is like, about a Libra, like a Libra or generally, especially Libra rising, will have dimples. Okay. Mm. All right. So, here are the traits or the physical traits that each sign is known for. So, Aries is known for strong brows, Taurus for luminous skin, Gemini. A large forehead. <laughs> That's kind of mean. <laughs> Sorry, Gemini's. Uh, what? Imagine if you just walked up to someone, you're like, "You must be a Gemini," and you're like, "How did you know?" So you're very large forehead. I'm so fucking rude. I can't. I can't stop. Laughing. Don't use that one. I'm so sorry, Gemini's. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's 
so rude. And then there's okay. cancers. Cancers have cute cheeks. Oh, okay. And then Leos have thick hair. Like, that's true. Like, Mike's a Leo sun and a Leo rising, and he has mm-hmm. incredibly thick hair. Yeah. I'm a Leo moon. I have really thick hair. Yeah. There's, there you go. And a Virgo, a beautiful back. Oh, wow. a beautiful back. That's crazy. Like, like how do you, what, what do you, like Captain America, right, like a Dorito? I don't know. <laughs> Great, now I want Doritos. <laughs> I want Doritos. I don't know. You don't like you don't know what that like I actually think that's like one of the most attractive parts on a man is their back. Is the back? Yeah. Oh, I like their shoulders and their collarbone. Yeah. But no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. And then a Libra, your your derriere. Oh, well, yeah, that's not my best asset, but um, you know. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think. Do you that's think true. you have a nice, a, a nice? What do they call it? A, um, a, a what is it? A, but, oh, there's some dumb slang word for butt that oh. I'm using. It's really actually hilarious. Oh, badonk. Uh, well, that's one, but it was more like, um, like muffin or something dumb. Anyway. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do, do you think you have a nice butt? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Walk. Uh, but I actually heard that more about Sagittarius's that they have nice butts because because Sagittarius is the half man half horse right, and his bottom half yeah. is a horse, so it's like they have like wider oh. hips like a so I usually hear that about Sagittarius. So okay, um, Scorpios hypnotic eyes. I would I yeah that's true. I do totally agree with that. Sagittarius yeah. good thighs, which also I guess coincides with like the horse thing like strong legs yep and a nice spot yeah yeah uh and capricorn fluttery eyelashes oh yeah. well i have them now that i have extensions <laughs> in they're very fluttery very nice and aquarius great bone structure yeah. like, okay i can see that and then pisces is luscious lips oh which that's always very exciting uh, full lips yeah okay mm-hmm. So now I want to get into like what um, each, how each sign breaks down as the ruler uh, with their ruler ruling planet. Okay. So Aries, Aries uh, is ruled by the sign of Mars. So this goes back to like the head, the face, teeth, tongue, hair, arteries, blood, right? Like your blood pumping, like mm-hmm. red. I also think I keep thinking like red, um, fire. So, cause it also indicates your complexion, um, it's indicative of skull or eye diseases, uh, sunburns, head, brain, like forehead. So the pituitary glands. So this house, when it's in, um, in well, when Mars is uh, in whatever house it is, it will indicate the emotional disposition of of this person. And huh. so it just, you know, that's how it it works. So under a negative influence, remember negative planets, this mm-hmm. may mean headaches, minor injuries will be very often. So these people who maybe have, oh. yeah. Um, and very then, cool. so because it's ruled, it's because Aries is ruled by the head. So the, it's like all that pressure. So mm-hmm. again, like headaches, migraines, all that, that are pretty common for this sign. Okay. And then as far as their physical appearance, their shoulders are broad. They tend to fuss over their hair a lot. Aries have a concise definition to them, both physically and in their movements. Their mm-hmm. face shape is triangular. 
and they have prominent bone structures. Um, every motion is direct and impatient, and they carry their head high and proud as if like the horns of the ram that characterizes that their sign are growing out of their head. Like mm-hmm. So notable celebrities who are Aries rising are Rihanna, John Lennon, Stevie Nicks, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ooh. And then an Aries son is Emma Watson. I love her. Me too. I love her. Um, I'm going to go see CV Nicks here uh, oh. in concert in June, so I'm very excited about that. But That's awesome. Um, but I do love Emma Watson. Okay, and then there's Taurus. So ter- Taurus being the second sign of the Zodiac, it indicates the face, the nose, throat, mouth, tongue, teeth, eyes, facial bones, um, sinuses, uh, the vocal cords, tonsils, and the thyroid. Okay, so this is actually what got me interested in this topic in the first place. Because I don't know if mm-hmm. you've seen people posting about recently we had the eclipse in Taurus and how yep. a lot of people were going to be experiencing like throat problems. Like the, uh. yeah. And when I was, so uh. when I heard about that, I was like, wait a minute, what? Because mm-hmm. literally my mom, her boyfriend, um, our oldest daughter, uh, like I, almost everyone in the family at this point has like had some sort of like nose or that throat Taurus. Uh huh. Right now, like, oh no no, um, ah. I think they have like um, principal Taurus placements. Oh, you know what? My boss has a sinus infection right now. No, I wouldn't be interested in you checking his chart and seeing where Taurus I, is at. I, yeah, yeah, I went well. I mean, I'll, I'll try. I mean, he's a <laughs> cancer, so I don't, so but so I wouldn't knowing you know his personality yeah but he does have Taurus in there Mm -hmm. one of those yeah interesting yeah so this sign also indicates food intake um and because uh there since the body part is the throat so astrologers tend to agree that Taurus's voices are usually rich and deep and they Mm -hmm. command and do so with their appearance as well And this sign is one of the most physical of the Zodiac. So their physical movements are weighty and organic. Um, Mm -hmm. But because they're ruled by Venus, Taurus people are usually naturally flirtatious, knowing Mm -hmm. exactly how to like draw on people. And their eyes Mm -hmm. are dark and luscious and their eyelashes are reminiscent of the cow, which I was like, huh, that's interesting. My dog Mm -hmm. must be a Taurus. It, you know, all of my Taurus friends are foodies too. My mm. friend Laura, I, she loves food. She's just food is is life to her sometimes, and yeah, um, so that's very interesting. Yeah, I would definitely agree because I with Libra also shares Venus with along with Taurus as being ruled by uh, Venus. Um, and yeah, I would say that definitely like that idea of enjoying food, like enjoying the good things of life. Like, yeah, yeah that's a very like Taurus or Libra thing. Okay. And then as far as physical appearance goes uh, or continues, they also have gentle rounded faces with plump lips and distinctive noses. Yeah. So She does have a distinctive nose. I don't know if she has plump oh. lips. I don't hmm. didn't pay attention. So Taurus rising people uh, that you may know are Annie... McDowell, Robert Pattison, Mariah Carey, and David Beckham. Oh, so these are all rising. Those are rising. Signs. Signs. You talked about that earlier. Yes, but but do these traits still apply to the it, the sun sign? It could be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, all right. It could. 
Yeah. Because uh, sometimes you take a little bit of both. It just depends. Like I said, okay. if there's, especially some people are doubles, right? If you're a sun, right. sun Taurus and right. rising, you could. So another tor- a Taurus sun, though, that embodies these traits is Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's so beautiful. that's what I, so definitely mm-hmm. you could have. But yeah, definitely like the, the, the big eyes, the cow eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you totally see that. Okay. All right. And then there's Gemini. So Gemini mm-hmm. uh, indicates neck, shoulders, arms, ears, uh, collarbone, collarbones, thyroid gland, the respiratory, and the nervous system. Um, and forehead. Yes. And this sign can bring breathing issues. Um uh, the Gemini house is also the house of courage. Um, communication and troubles related to communication can also be seen wherever Gemini's, uh, whatever house Gemini's sitting in. Uh, deafness can also be identified through this sign. And um, it's so it's, it's going to be the ruler of all those areas shoulders, lungs, arms, hands, hands. Uh, and it's so, okay, the physical traits of a Gemini. Uh, include being tall, having long arms and fingers. Uh, again, because they're they rule those parts of the body, and they're also a talkative sign. Gemini's can be incredibly expressive, and mouths are their most prominent feature, which makes listening to them even more engaging. Which I thought mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've met that many people that are that way. <laughs> See, this is crazy because. Uh, everybody that you describe that I know, uh-huh. it's their sun sign uh-huh. that I know them as their sun sign. And yeah. these describe all their sun signs yeah. too. So it's um, it's really cool because it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. That, that's exactly what my Gemini friend, you know, looks yeah. like or is like. Yeah. And they're, they move with flexibility and energy. Usually I hear Gemini's described as, as athletic. I don't know if, if that jives for the mm. Gemini's you know, but for me, I felt like that's true. Um, I mean, yeah. Their eyes are also more active than most. Um, they're known for like flittering around or glancing around at their surroundings, um, making some people think that Gemini is like disinterested. Um, mm-hmm. So people like that. And they also have the tendency to talk with their hands too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Gemini rising people of note are Gene Wilder, Judy Garland, Ashton Kutcher, and Willow Smith. And okay. like Ashton Kutcher, I could see that, like the the tall, yep. long arms, long, yeah. And then uh, Gemini's son is Elena Bonham Carter, mm-hmm. which also like mm-hmm. definitely you see that like that, like kind of like a nervous energy in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love her. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like her too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's Cancer. So Cancer is the sun, the sign that's ruled by the moon. So this is the stomach, the brain, and the breasts. So a lot of times it's like, um, I've heard this more like that girls with like a bigger chest, they're like, oh, you must be a Cancer. It's like, well, mm-hmm. look at my eyes are up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they, they rule all that, the diaphragm, the womb, the lymphatic system, the vagina, the stomach, and the right eye. I don't mm-hmm. know why only the right mm-hmm. eye, but yeah. Um, so as far as uh, their physical giveaways, things that, um, that are most noticeable features on there, it's usually like their eyes and their eyebrows, like that combination together. Um, their faces are usually... They, giving away their emotional state like you could just read read how they're feeling um and then they have large almond shaped and light 
uh, in either color or just in brightness um, on their eyes. Uh, the rest of their physical appearance is gentle and soft looking and their body language is guarded but receptive. They give off hmm. a vibe that they'd happily and empathetically listen to your story, but they wouldn't return the favor immediately. So, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's like uh, an air of caution, but also like a little mysterious in a way. Right, right. Okay. So cancer rising people are uh, celebrities. Um, George Michael, Lizzie Kaplan, Vincent Van Gogh, and Sharon Tate. Mm, okay. Are, are they all dead? Uh, Lizzie Kaplan is not dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then a cancer son is Ariana Grande. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, eh, I mean, I guess I would say the eyes. Yeah. The eyes I could see. Yeah. Like large almond shape. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. All right. And then there's Leo. So Leo is the fifth sign and Leo is ruled by the sun. So th- huh. this one's fun because they have um, the whole abdominal area, stomach, gallbladder, spleen, all that right there. So it's like circulation, the spine, the, ba- the back, and the left eye. So that's so if cancer was the right eye, so Leo is the left eye. Okay. So they're usually the easiest sign to recognize immediately, and I attest to this since I'm married to a Leo. Uh, they have often have a wild or expressive or highly high maintenance hairstyle and they hold their chins high oh my god (laughs) mike's like i I feel seen he blows dries his hair every morning (laughs) i mean i'm not laughing at him i'm laughing this is the accuracy is he a metrosexual (laughs) no he's just a freaking leo apparently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no he's like seriously <laughs> that's funny uh they tend to have pointed and feline features and they move with confidence and self-assurance so like a lion <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh i like that yeah yeah and so their body part uh is generally that they generally rule as the heart um the energy comes from their torso they walk with a tall posture the chest slightly puffed out their bodies are rounded and strong they tend to run hot, which, yes, definitely, because you always need to have a fan on, um, biologically and metaphorically, and they attract mm-hmm. others with this warmth. So, yeah, mm. I would say those are, okay. Okay. So, I have, that's, I have a Leo moon, uh-huh. which is interesting that it's ruled by the sun, and I don't know how that works, but uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just, that's why they're like leos carry themselves in the way of like the sun like we're really important and like look at us (laughs) and like that like just very like in charge like you know it's true it's true nothing wrong with that (laughs) no no no. and leo rising people of note are matthew perry gillian anderson johnny depp and marilyn monroe (sighs) yeah johnny depp is kind of looking like a little like a little skinny lion right now he's like kind of worn down he he i was gonna say worn down worn the fuck down yeah you know but i love all the memes that are out and all the clips where he's just like oh, he's like yeah okay yeah okay i know he's like, uh, <laughs> they're pretty funny well but can i just say uh-huh. how bummed i am that i did not know that 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 amber heard was the same girl that was in aquaman and when i found out that that was amber heard i was so 
I was so sad because I loved her with Jason Momoa. Oh, really? Oh, I loved her. I was like, yes, little redheaded mermaid badass. And then I'm like, but it's Amber Heard. She's an asshole. So I'm kind of bummed about it. So can you like somebody? Can you like their role, but not like them as a human? Uh, I mean, it doesn't that happen. I feel like that happens with singers all the time. <laughs> like John Mayer, who's a douchebag, but yeah. God, he's kissy talented. Yeah. Or like, oh, okay. So Mike was talking about going to a Ryan Adams concert. and I Ryan was Adams? Like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know about him grooming, you know, young girls and then dating them and being whatever, emotionally abusive or whatever the hell's wrong with him. And then me continuing to give him money. So I don't know. That's a hard one. Right. To... But then you put, you know, his song on the radio and it's like, yeah. I, I just died in your Oh, wait, that's, did he Brian, that? that's Brian Adams. I was talking oh, about who did Ryan you say? Adams. I don't know who why there's he? two guys with almost the same name. He's like the indie guy that was married to um, Mandy Moore. And he was okay. dating her when she was like 16 or 17 or something. <sighs> like, yeah. And he's... Okay, I don't know who he is, but. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So anyway, but uh huh. Anyway, all right. Off track a little bit. <laughs> oh, a Leo son with all these characteristics. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's badass. Mm-hmm. Love her. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Virgo. So Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So uh, Virgo is the digestive system, pancreas, small intestines, waist, navel, lower ad- abdomen, kidneys. Uh, intestinal function appendix. So a lot of times Virgos have a tendency to have like stomach issues, especially yeah. when like they have afflictions or anything else that's like emotionally bothering you, bothering them. It's usually like centered in the stomach. Um, they have a very balanced appearance and they move with that same focus on symmetry and order. Their bodies are usually strong and tall, even if the actual measurement of their height is short. Uh, Virgo has a narrow chin with strong cheekbones and tends to look much younger than they are with open and youthful features. So my daughter's okay. a, a Virgo, my oldest daughter. She's a Virgo. Yeah. And definitely all these things. Does she, is she meets all those? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She, she looks very, um, sort of nymph-like. Things, yes. Yeah. In, a, in a good way. Yes. Yeah. Like a little fairy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very, mm-hmm. she's like, she looks tall, like really but she's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she has that very, yeah. Um, they have a broad and inviting smile. Their attention to detail means that their appearances are highly cultivated and thought out, which, yeah, that's definitely true. Cause those girls take hours to get ready <laughs> <laughs> and nothing about the way a Virgo looks is an accident. That's for sure. No. Okay. Virgo mm-hmm. rising mm-hmm. people of note, Timothy Chalamet, which I definitely see that Madonna, Kurt Cobain and Uma Thurman. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. Uma Thurman looks really tall, but I don't think she is. No. I feel she like, does look tall. Yeah, she looks like she would be, but she, I don't think she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and then a Virgo son is Beyonce. Oh. Yeah. B Queen B. Yep. Uh, but actually, Beyonce is also a uh, Libra rising, so I feel like she kind of embodies more Libra. Okay, so then we'll we'll move on to that next. So next is Libra. So Libra is the seventh sign of Zodiac, ruled by Venus. Venus indicates reproductive reproductive organs. So 
Uh, that's the pelvic area, the lumbar region, the large intestine, bladder, ovaries, uterus, cervix, testicles, prostate gland, um, veins. And just think about all the organs that regulate or balance the body, right? Because the Libra scales. Um, also, specifically that lower back thing, um, it's usually... Like, I know I always have lower back problems <laughs> yep. all the time. Yeah. Um, this you body, too. you too. Yeah, this body is energetic, but calculated. Their faces are cherubic. Is that how you say that word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cherubic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's just a, a, a nice way of saying round. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Mm-hmm. And heart shaped with full mm-hmm. cheeks and glowing skin. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the trademarks of Libran physicality is the Venus dimple. See? That's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which can be found on their cheeks or their chin. Uh, yeah. I don't have a Venus dimple. I do have a butt chin. So I guess it's probably <laughs> a butt chin. I would not call that a butt chin. <laughs> a butt chin. I like my butt chin. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Libra's hair is wavy and allowed to flow freely. It helps to emphasize their dreamy and romantic disposition. These people enjoy the, being the center of attention, but do not make any efforts to seek it out. These spotlight right. will find them naturally in any situation that they are into. Nice. So Libra rising people of note, like I said, Beyonce, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Aniston, and Harry Styles. I'm pretty sure Leonardo DiCaprio is also a Leo's son. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then okay. all that kind of jives as well if you put those two together, like his appearance and his demeanor. And Jennifer Aniston too. I mean, mm-hmm. she's the ultimate, like, she's the lover. She's the crier. She's, you know, loves all her friends. And yeah, she's, she's, yeah, yeah love her. Um, and then a Libra son would be Bella Thorne. Okay. Also, like, Kim Kardashian is also a Libra. Um, yeah. Which I should think maybe, I mean, if she wasn't over there starving herself, she might look like more of these and you know i do i think um because of her that ridiculous show and who she is and stuff she kind of gets a bad rap i don't think she's like a bad person and she's she just so i don't know i can see the libra in her Mm -hmm. that's basically what i'm trying to say oh yeah well she did go to the white house and advocate for that lady who had been she did wrongly imprisoned like that's a really nice thing yeah so. Yeah, I just she. I think she's perceived as worse than she is. Oh, just for sure, because of, for sure. Because of her s- stupid show, that show is which dumb. you know, publicity is publicity. I guess that's why. Right. All right, and then there's Sagittarius. This is the ninth sign of the zodiac, and it's ruled by Jupiter. So this rules the liver, the sacrum, the lumbar vertebrae, the hips, and the thighs. So this is what I was talking about with like the hips and the strong legs and like that's one of the giveaway physical features of a Sagittarius um let's see they're often <laughs> they're often confused with Leos because of their similar attitudes towards their appearance it's uh, true yeah I can see that mm-hmm. um so usually Sagittarius rising are seen as rough around the edges but 
always attractive in a frank, youthful, and sunny manner. I don't think I'm rough around the edges. I'm offended. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. My niece is a Sagittarius sun, and I don't think she's rough around the edges yeah. at all. But definitely <laughs> some Leo tendencies there. Yeah. Uh, they're represented by the centaur or the archer. So these people tend to have very noble and stoic faces. Uh, and so because they're ruled by the hips and the thighs, so usually have strong, purposeful bodies, uh, they only move as much as they have to, knowing that their energy is precious and not to be wasted on endeavors that won't satisfy them. I would say that's 100% true. <laughs> I don't want to waste my time doing shit that isn't going to feel satisfying. Anyway, uh, Sagittarius rising people of note are Brad Pitt, Princess Diana, Jude Law, and Winona Ryder. And then, I, you, you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a Sagittarius I mean, son. Why? Without, who, who do you have? Without knowing them, I mean, you know, I don't uh, really again, know those celebrities. We're just <clears throat> off of their physical appearance, right? Yeah. Uh, I can very noble and stoic faces. Yeah, that's definitely Princess Diana. Yes, Jude Law is kind of around the same same look as well. Um, rough around the edges. Brad Pitt, I guess, would. Um, I, I guess sometimes when he gets. I mean, sure, sure, and sure. it's. I think it's deliberate, right? Hollywood deliberate. Yeah. Uh, okay. A Sagittarius son with these features is Nicki Minaj. Oh, all right. Well, she could definitely be considered rough around the edges, but yeah, you know, yeah, right. Uh, also, I know um, Scarlett Johansson is a Sagittarius. Oh. Yeah. And she definitely yeah. like the 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 hips the thighs thing for sure. I love ScarJo, and I'm mad that she's not going to be back as the Black Widow. Um, really mad. Is she done? Yeah, like Disney fired her for some dumb shit because she's like, "You're not paying me. You deliver. Oh. You release my film before you were supposed to. Now I want my money." And Disney's like, "F you," and she's like, "F you." And that was how done. the whole thing went. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the synopsis. <laughs> That's a great. I just cleared everything up for everybody. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So now, but also how Sagittarian of her, right? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. She's like, yeah. give my fucking money. Yeah. No, fuck you. I'm out. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Capricorns. Capricorns are the ruler of the skin, hair, ligaments, because this is ruled by Saturn. So it's also the tendons, the joints, knees, spleen, bones, also uh, teeth. Yeah. Um, so when um, so the the placement of Saturn or how Saturn lines up in your chart can also indicate if you have some issues with uh, bones or joint pain. Uh, mm-hmm. With if you have Saturn in the sixth house, it can often indicate spinal issues. Uh, Capricorn also, yeah, so ruling the knees, either you have a very controlled way of moving, but like to stay physically active. They have a very disciplined way of presenting themselves to others. And like Scorpio, they like to be perceived in a very particular way, strong, responsible, and intelligent. Capricorn ascendant folks often seem dry and serious on first impressions, and then they slowly reveal their wit and empathy to others. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, these people tend to have dark features and flowing hair with a rounded face and a pointed chin and expressive eyebrows. 
Mm. I have all those. I don't think I have a pointed chin though. But no, that's definitely joint problems. It, oh, really? Right, exactly. Yep, I have joint problems. That's where I experience my most, you know, like, oh my God, I'm getting old. This sucks, mm, right? Mm -hmm. My joints. Um, and what was it? What did you say? Joints? And then the knees. other one. Knees. Yep, and my knees. Mm -hmm. Like, I got a, I got what's called a bum knee. Uh, <laughs> you take glucosamine? Yep. Um, no, actually, but I just started doing research into supplements, natural supplements, like, um, not, um, I just started doing it. And so mm. that's, that's on the list, turmeric, um, yes. you know, cumin and all that stuff for inflammation. Mm -hmm. Actually it's inflammation that I suffer from. And so I was started doing research in what is inflammation caused by, and it's caused by the body reacting yeah. to or attacking the things within that are, and I'm like, well, what is it attacking? What am I putting in my body that is causing it to attack itself? Uh, and that's really sort of yeah. the path that I'm on right now, trying it's, to figure it out. It's usually gluten. Girl, uh, and you are the one who helped me realize that I was gluten intolerant in the morning. <laughs> but I am telling you, gluten is not my friend. And it has mm -hmm. now started to um, show up during the day. So I think it is gluten. I yeah. think you're, you're absolutely right. So yeah, we're so. going to figure it out and eliminate it. Yeah. All right. Capricorn rising people of note are Colin Farrell, Ariana Grande, I like Russell okay. Brand and oh, Megan I... Fox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then a Capricorn son is Michelle Obama. Oh, like seriously yeah. i love that she's a capricorn son that's awesome i love her see now you have a capricorn another capricorn sister i know right well i have uh, my um my niece katie who actually loves this podcast her and her partner liam liam is apparently our number one fan so we do have a number one fan let's give a liam. shout out his name is liam Hi, liam. liam and um yeah so um but anyway my niece my other niece katie is a capricorn so hmm. um, yeah yeah good view good, good few good ones capricorn. in your life yeah me too yeah. i have a lot of capricorn friends yeah uh good people uh okay and then we move on to aquarius so Aquarius is the 11th sign, and this one's ruled by Saturn. So these are things like ankles, the right leg, the left ear, the left arm. Uh, depending on where this is, again, in your chart, uh, uh, Saturn can also be the sign for enlightenment. Um, and so like the mental status of this person. And then if Saturn is in a debilitated or negative position in your chart, it can also indicate injuries to the legs. Ah, okay. Which I think is rather interesting. Um, sure. Yeah. And then Aquarian people can usually be identified by their peculiarity and individuality, which, sure, they're always like they, what is it, they walk to the beat of their own drum. Uh, this sign loves to be unique and their appearance reflects this. And when I get into like who these people are, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Um, they are <laughs> powerfully built with broad shoulders and bright, inquisitive eyes. Aquarian men in particular are androgynous and stray from the conventions of masculinity, while Aquarian okay. women present themselves with both feminine and masculine traits, enjoying the blending and experimentation of the two. Uh, glamour is important to these people, and they will revel in this without a needy performative aspects. They do it for themselves. Nice. I, I can be honest, I don't know any Aquarians um, off the top of my head. So let me give you this Aquarian, Aquarius rising that fits all this like to a T. That's David Bowie. 
Oh, yes, he does. Do- oh, yes. Like, I mean, he's a cosmic child. Yeah, like a total, just all these things, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these things. They appear, the eyes, the androgyny. Yeah. Uh, okay, other people who will share Aquarius Rising are um, Hosier. How do you say his name? Oh, Hosier. Yeah, Hosier. Yeah. Hosier. Um, mm-hmm. Amy Poehler and Zendaya. I love her. Me too. Oh, I love all of them. Yeah, I mm-hmm. yeah, I really like Zendaya too. I like she's like super witty. That's what I like about her. Um, mm-hmm. and then an Aquarius son is Bonnie Wright. So oh, uh, singer, R A I T T, yeah, Bonnie uh-huh. Wright, yeah. 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 Yep. Country. A little bit of country. Yeah. And then we have the last sign, which is Pisces. So Pisces, last but not least. Yes. They are the twelfth sign of the zodiac. And for them, um, they rule the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, which is also where you produce your melatonin, and the feet. This is the sign um, that's ruled by Jupiter. So when Jupiter is afflicted, again, like the negative aspects or something going on in there, um, then there could be trouble in the feet. Which Poor, my, sorry, Pisces. my son, my son was just like just a couple of weeks ago, he's been complaining that like his feet hurt, his legs hurt. And because he has really flat feet. Um, well, they're not meant to walk. They're they're freaking mermaids. They're supposed to be mermaids. They're, oh, they don't is, like to walk. Is, is that why they have flat feet? Because they're supposed to have fins instead. Yes. Can you yeah. see Tito as a, as a mermaid? <laughs> I kind of can. I really can. Seriously, he loves the water. Like, (laughs) he loves to be in a pool. He loves the ocean. He loves the water. So, yes, absolutely. And then my my mom, who is also a Pisces, she had bunion surgery. So, yeah, she's also had feet issues as well. Uh Ah, see. So, uh, Pisces, though, can be some of the most difficult of the ascending signs to recognize. Um. I think because they're like considered also like the most mysterious of the signs. I think that's also part of it as well. Um, so the but the most distinctive feature of uh, a Pisces person is their eyes. They usually have a lost or searching quality to them and they radiate softness and gentility. People often mm-hmm. see the Pisces ascendant people as sad looking to, due to this dreamy mm-hmm. quality. Uh, their faces are long but with strong downturned features and they tend to wear lighter colors though their personal styles are prone to change with their mood and when i tell you pisces rising with our, is billy eilish which totally makes sense with okay. the like mm-hmm. their personal style changes with their mood totally um and another one is andrew garfield laura dern and ringo star okay and then a pisces son is jessica beale oh i love her did you know she's in a new movie called Candy? Um, so oh, you got to check it out. And that. she just, she people are like, I can't unsee that. Why did you do that to Jessica Biel? And so I love it when stars, gorgeous, beautiful women make these transformations in, into just, you don't oh, even recognize them. Is it like, um, oh, and Monster? It, it, even better. Like, what? Yeah, it's like who the fuck is that? Charlize yeah, Theron. Google. Charlize Theron. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Google it. It's Candy. Jessica Beale and Candy. Oh, I'll Very look it cool. up. Yeah, hmm. yeah. He's like Hulu or I don't know. 
So, yeah, I'm definitely going to use this information because I like I I love that about like trying to read someone just by looking at them like mm-hmm. I think they're this. Like I I once read a book to about um how to read faces. Yeah. And I don't remember yeah. hardly anything except for that typically people with a gap between their front teeth, it's an indication of a difficult childhood. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Have you found that to be true? Yes, I have. So like Madonna yeah. is an example of that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she is. Yeah, actually, yep. yeah. So yeah. I um I like to like watch people to try to figure out what life path number they are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like watch, you know, their traits and stuff. So mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, you got something for us on the closing vibe? I do. Um, I want to talk about the pinnacles and challenges in numerology because it's kind of cool. But I thought a fun way to um, explain that would be to go over your pinnacle and challenge numbers. Okay. So the pinnacle and challenge numbers um, in a full numerology reading, which I will give you um, if you book a 60 minute um, or Akashic Soul Blueprint reading mm. with me. Okay. Um, the pinnacle and challenge numbers are one of the most significant energy cycles that we can look at. And, mm-hmm. and it's they're actually really cool. So each cycle that presents itself, either a challenge or a lesson, it just gives us these new opportunities for growth. So Pinnacles are like the high points or opportunities in our life, right? We reach these pinnacles or we strive to reach these pinnacles. Uh Um, They sort of foretell the types of experiences that we'll have in that period and the abilities that we'll develop, um, the what's going to, how we, how it can help us balance karmic debt that we've brought over um, and then just generally experience greater happiness and satisfaction. Um, the pinnacle is sort of like, you can consider it like to be like a gift from the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an energy to really become familiar with so that you can make the most of it to develop. Okay. Okay. All right. The next one is the challenge number and the challenge periods is is a better term for it. Mm-hmm. Um, those periods help us overcome like certain difficulties um, and lessons that help us attract rewards later on in life or in a next life. So um, knowing the themes of these challenges will help us identify and overcome them. Okay. So pinnacle and challenge, Mm -hmm. and they happen simultaneously. Okay. So there are four major phases in our life, Mm -hmm. Um, four pinnacle phases and four challenge phases. And they, they, like I said, they sort of work in conjunction with each other. So the first pinnacle is from birth through age 30. Okay. Oh, okay. Second is from 31 to 40. And then the third is 41 to 50. And then the fourth and the last one is 51 plus. So basically it's zero to 30. Mm -hmm. And then your next nine year cycle is your second pinnacle. And then your next nine year cycle after that is your third pinnacle. And then after that, it's like your, the rest of your life is just your fourth pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Challenges are a little bit different in that they're um, the first challenge goes until age 34. Your second one is 35 to 43 third is 44 to 52 and then the fourth one is 53 plus so like i said they sort of overlap okay all right okay you are currently in your second pinnacle and your second challenge okay okay Okay? 
So your first, your second pinnacle, and well, here, your, your first pinnacle from zero to 30 was mm-hmm. um, five. So that's all about freedom and discipline, right? Developing okay. discipline. And then, but it was also about self-expression. Um, personal self-expression, expressing yourself authentically, authentic self-expression. So Mm -hmm. how you express yourself and that developed sort of um, the need for freedom and discipline, but also adventure and and going and seeing and doing and all that stuff. Uh Well, you've moved. You're now into your second pinnacle cycle, which lasts until, um, oops, hold on here. I got, I'm looking at my notes I just until 41 okay Mm -hmm. so you've got you've got like a couple years of that your second pinnacle you're the one that's about leadership so it's establishing yourself as a leader um doing this thing right Um, Uh figuring out your path and where you want to go and then your challenge with that is a two and Uh remember you're a life path 11 two Mm -hmm. and so the challenge is balance how do you balance all of those Uh things but also do so in a way where you're helping others, healing others. You're the mediator. You're the bridge. You're the bridge. So you're going to use that leadership to create a bridge between people and solutions, basically. So that's what you're going to be focusing on. Once you move into your third pinnacle, um, it's going to be um, about um, nurturing. Nurturing. It's going to be about family and nurturing, um, nurturing yourself and your family. And then your third challenge is um, you're, you're back to the one. Um, now you're a one challenge. So it's going to be about leadership again. Hmm. Wow. Um, and then finally, once you get into your 50s, your fourth pinnacle cycle is going to be all about seeking knowledge, right? So that's the the seven, the number of the seeker, the, um, you know, um, the psychic, the, um, the seeker of knowledge and information. So pursuing knowledge. And then your challenge with that will be um, the five again, um, and freedom and discipline. But Mm. I think that in seeking the knowledge, you'll find that I think it's that five is more about freedom, you know, because Mm. it'll be in your fifties and you'll be like, okay, now, now what do I want to do and how do I want (laughs) to do it? So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So those are just uh, really interesting to know, um, what your current challenges are until what age and what, um, you're trying to achieve, within those years as well. So hmm. good stuff. Numerology. That's cool. That's yeah. a, a nice abbreviated way to know what, right. what's going to happen. What's work. What do you got to work on? Yeah. I like that. What are you going to work on? Right. For nine years. Well, for 30 years and then nine years and then another <laughs> nine years. And then That's funny the rest of your life breaks down like that. Hmm. It's weird. It's numerology and it's unexplainable sometimes. So <laughs> all right. You can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and be sure to join our Facebook community, the Esoterics community. Um, We will give you firsthand knowledge about all the good things that are happening, services, events, courses, um, intuitive development tips, card pulls, meditations, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing space with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week. See ya. Bye.